Let's not put the part where I was racist to the Russians in there. My daughter turned 18 today, so I bought her a locket and put her picture in it. As I gently placed it around her neck, choking back the tears, I said, Well, sweetheart, I guess you really are independent. And welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name's Henry. <laughs> Thanks, Henry. Anyway, as Henry said, my name's John, and I'm here to talk to you guys about a few things. Oh? First of all, I just want to say that I love to be here during South by Southwest in beautiful Austin. This Two, three, four. We're not- anyway, so getting right into the presentation, what I wanted to start talking to you guys about today is I've got some big, important changes that are happening to your world, to the worlds of everyone around you, and I'm unveiling them here in Austin. Two, three, We're not actually four. like connected to South by Southwest. Yeah, I just I just thought it would be important for me to get my message out in the biggest way that I possibly could, which is this podcast which... to the beautiful South B podcast listeners. Uh, no one at South by knows we're in Austin or that we do a podcast in Austin. Or that we exist. You've got to start from somewhere, Henry. Anyway, hashtag Southby. I've got a few things to talk to you about. A few ventures that I've been working on. And we can just jump right in whenever all of you are ready. Raise your hands. You're trying to drum up hype for a product and it's coming off really disingenuous. You should lead with a joke like I did. Well, let me tell you what's a joke, Henry. That's a good joke. Now, you and me, Henry, we were doing a little bit of talking backstage, and you told me that you had a problem. What is that? Um, <laughs> I mean, I was talking about how daylight savings time kind of sucks. That's right. You know what? You know what's going to fix your daylight savings time's problem? What is... What, what's going to fix my daylight savings time problem? A, a bespoke cryptocurrency. A new crypt... Bespoke... A very specialized boutique cryptocurrency that me and my team have been developing for the last six and a half days. Who is your team? It's top secret. They're in an incubator. They're baby eggs? You Well, you might say that. Baby eggs of development. Goose that laid the golden egg. <laughs> anyway, moving right into the presentation. So I want to introduce you, Henry, and the listening audience in Austin, Texas. To my new creation, uh, my team's new creation called Hedgecoin. Hedgecoin. Hold on, I want to rename it Hedgelord. Hedgelord. Hedgelord coin. He- you can't just n- rename it on the floor. You're live in front of this imaginary South by audience. Uh, update, update the Chiron hashtag Hedgelord coin. Uh, 2018. So there's no Chiron, and and no one knows what a Chiron is. So you might be asking yourself, what is Hedgecoin, Hedgelord Coin, Hedgelord? I might, I might, I might ask that. I might ask that of you. Now, the the first thing you want to have is before we start talking about the important economic potential, the game changerness, the game changeitude of Hedgelord Coin. First, we need to get a basic understanding of the blockchain. And once we have that understanding of the blockchain, you will finally understand what Hedgelord coin means. So you know that you mine for bitcoins, right? Yes, everybody knows that computers solve algorithms that unlock further and further blocks that may contain tiny little pieces of the altcoin that adds up to a full altcoin eventually after so many algorithms are solved. That's basic elementary school stuff. Thing of the past. Now with Hedgelord coin, let me tell you what happens. With your Bitcoin, you mine it. It's worth something. Maybe you sell it as a speculative currency. Let me tell you what Hedgelorn... Hedge... Hedgelorn? <laughs> let me tell you what Hedge... Hedge forlorn coin... Hedge coin does for you. Here's what it does. Every hedge coin you mine makes hedge coin worth less. That's a terrible... That's a terrible prospect. 
the, you want to get in on the ground floor and then leave immediately. That's not a good business plan. The initial hedge coin is worth $10 million. The, the first hedge coin? The first hedge coin seeded into my hedge coin wallet is worth $10 million. Every hedge coin mined thereafter reduces it by half. That's awful. Why would you advertise it? Because if people buy more hedge coin, they would like to become invested in it, but the more invested they become in it, the more worthless it becomes. That becomes not a venture, that just becomes like an art piece. Through factors completely outside of their own control, they cannot become invested in hedge coin without harming themselves, or they must succumb to the cold of living in a world without having a hedge coin. Is this some type of weird statement about, like, the greed of investment and capitalism? Is Are you trying to just put, like, a blanket over these things and say they're bad? No, it's the way of the future. Hashtag wave of the future. You said way and then wave. So, look, if you just, if you go to www.hedgecoin.edge... You, yes. you, can, you can start mining with a very powerful graphics card your first hedge coin today. And then mine will be worth $5 million and yours will be worth $5 million. Wait, hedge coin is a real thing? Oh no, that's just a crypt- cryptocurrency hedge coin. Oh boy, <laughs> you had me real worried there. You had me really worried there for a second, Henry. Oh boy. Well, uh, so Hedgecoin, basically, the more you want it, the less you can have it. Why? Okay. What's the end goal of Hedgecoin? For everyone to have a piece of a worthless thing? No, it's just going to exist into perpetuity. So everyone... As a state of being. Everyone who gets into it just has one. Yeah, because if if you get into Hedgecoin, you you can sell it. But it's never going to make it go up in value again. So by getting into Hedgecoin, you are hurting not only yourself, but everyone else who has one. Now, now I do have to ask this. Because everyone knows there's a set number of Bitcoins. Once they hit the set amount of coins, the mining ends, it's over. Are there a set amount of hedge coins? No, unlimited. However, there is limited downside potential because the, the minimum is zero dollars. Wait, However, hold, hold on, hold on. This is this is the mathematicians at the party problem. If you keep having it, you will never reach zero. It will asymptotically approach zero, but never touch zero. So it'll never be exactly worthless. It will always be worth something. But we're talking about smaller and smaller pieces of almost zero. Yes. Now, are you are you planning for this to become like some type of weird social movement where more and more people want it just to have it because, you know, the fear of missing out. I just want people to have it. And <laughs> also, why do you want people to have I it? I want people to have it and to not have it and to understand the pain of not having it or the pain of having it. So you just want to create pain. But it's not- like a hedgehog, Henry. A hedgehog? You, it's like a hedgehog. <laughs> Oh, how is it like a hedgehog? A hedgehog, in cold weather, the hedgehogs will clump together. But for forces outside of their own control, they hurt themselves with their spines. So either they must die in the cold, or for forces outside of their control, they must hurt each other to stay safe and happy. Is that why it's called hedge coin? Yes. <laughs> I don't think, I don't know enough about hedgehogs to, to dispute your knowledge. Exactly. Why are you... This makes little sense. So, www.edgelord-hedge. <laughs> and you can get on the ground floor of mining your first hedgelord. Now, moving on. I said I had a few things to talk about. Oh, oh I thought we were just going to talk about the hedge coin forever. Hedge coin's over. All right. There's a new wave... Oh, it's over? <laughs> There's a new wave of the future. Hashtag wave of the future. And Wait, so the, we're, just, you're not, we're not just moving on from Hedgecoin as a discussion topic, we're moving on from it as a concept. It's done. It's done. It's a fast-paced world out there. All right. Uh, so we're, the next thing we're going to move on to... Now, Henry, you told me that you had a problem. Yes, I did. And you said that problem was daylight savings time. Uh, did you know it kills more than it saves? Do you know what else kills more than it saves? What? Boutique cryptocurrency. 
another one? Let me tell you about strong, strong, strong cash. <laughs> That's that sounds like it's three times as strong as something. So strong, strong, strong cash. Hashtag so strong cash cash. <laughs> Is a boutique cryptocurrency me and my crack team have been working on for the last two and a half minutes. Is this the same team behind Hedgecoin? No, conflict of interest. Okay. So strong, strong, strong cash. It's a boutique cryptocurrency with a minimum buy-in of $1 million. All right, so this is, this is a high-stakes table. You have to buy... You don't mind them, they just exist. And you buy them... From a marketplace. Wait, wait. So you buy a hundred... Sorry, you buy a million dollars worth of coins? Let me back up. You mine it with a million dollars. Okay, so this is... Instead of solving algorithms, you're mining it as just a transaction. Yeah, you pay... You pay a computer, and the computer gives you a strong, strong, strong cash token. Oh, just one token. One strong, strong, strong cash unit. Okay, how, how much is one unit worth? One million dollars. So it's just a one-for-one one trade. Strong, strong, strong cash. You might be asking yourself, where does it come from? It is the single strongest cash place of value. People say of Bitcoin, it goes up, it goes down. How can I sell it? It goes up. What am I to do? Strong, strong, strong cash is here to tell you that strong, strong, strong cash is the single greatest store of value because at a buy-in of $1 million, you can't sell it. <laughs> Wait, why can't you sell it? Because it's a perfect store of value. One strong, strong, strong cash will always be worth $1 million. There's no fluctuation. Because you can't sell it. There's no market. So then it's kind of like a current... See, you can't sell it. You can't even trade it because you can't. Oh, you can't even trade it. No, you you only get one. It's a store of one million dollars, and that's it. It's just a token. Yeah, it's a token made of a durable material. It's data. Oh, Nothing's this is more durable than data. This is a digital token because when you said you get a token, I thought a physical. No, we we token. we call them we call them tokens. Why? Because SSSC doesn't roll off the tongue. And SSSC... Oh, strong, strong, strong. Strong, 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 cash. Can I... Can I display this token on, like, any social media so people know that I have it? Oh, automatically. Oh, I, I don't get a choice. I can't hide the, the fact that I have this token. No, by by buying into strong, strong, strong cash, you become one of what we call the strong, strong, strong cash Illuminati. Oh, the Illuminati. That's an interesting name. The Illuminati was a... It's a group of intelligent men from Florence. And you are becoming a Neo-Illuminati member of the Strong, Strong, Strong Cash Illuminati Army. There's an army? It could be. Are you planning on mobilizing this army? Who's to say? Alright. One million dollars. Perfect store of value. Never go up, never go down. So, so for it to automatically be displayed on social media, you would well have you would have had to partner with somebody, right? Yes. Who, who did you partner with? Oh, we partnered with Zanga. Zanga. So you 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 give them a million dollars. They give you a token, mm-hmm. and your Zanga profile automatically displays the fact that you have that token. That and nothing else. No, no other. There's no cross. No. It's an exclusivity deal between... Deletes all your posts. <laughs> wait, wait. How, deletes all your posts where? On Zanga. So you, you get this token and all of your posts are gone. But you have that token. That's not a bad deal because Zanga is pretty embarrassing. And if you cross post, if you cross, if you cross your Zanga with your Facebook people now... Oh, so but I I do I do not I cannot stress this enough I do not have the rights to delete your Facebook posts. Okay, do not have the rights. Only Lord Zuckerberg has that right. Only Lord Zuckerberg. So moving on, strong, strong, strong cash is a thing of the past. All right. Well, how many people bought into Hedgecoin? Oh, let me uh, let me check. Uh, you know, we don't need to talk about that. So strong, strong, strong cash. That's old. That's so. I want to talk to you about Hedgecoin Reborn. So uh, Hedgecoin because the first one was such a success. So uh, Hedgecoin Reborn, it's pretty similar to to Hedgecoin, but I noticed that there's a pretty serious problem with Hedgecoin in that people can sell it. So this is like regular Hedgecoin, but you, you can't sell it. It's the best of strong, strong, strong cash plus hedge, hedge, Hedgecoin. Did you partner with any social media for this? Yes, not Zanga. They wouldn't. They wouldn't do it again, right? No, Last FM. Nobody knows what that is. Is it like Spotify for 
ham radio aficionados? It's like SoundCloud-ish. Okay. So Is that the one you get Scrabbles on? I don't I do not know. You don't remember that? I don't remember Years Scrabbles. Ago, we discovered Scrabbles on something. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Man, that was like the that was like the second episode we did. Okay, so Hedgecoin Reborn, that's a thing of the past, so let's move on. Oh, okay. That didn't last nearly as long as the other two. It's basically the two, the last two combined. I want to stress to the audience that John came in with notes today, and I thought, oh, good, he has, like, a topic he researched. No, it's just this this cryptocurrency bit, and we're going to keep going. Well, you say that, but I'm actually moving on from cryptocurrencies. Oh, are, are cryptocurrencies a thing of the past? Now, you said the daylight savings time was was the issue. Now, let me tell you what would solve that problem. Not having daylight saving time? No, but having a physical suitcase to keep your cryptocurrency in. Why would I need a physical suitcase for my digital currency? Look, I don't have a projector, but let me give you an idea of what you can expect from the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> Alright, props on the name. So the, the Crypt Keeper, it's a, it's a bespoke leather, Oxford leather suitcase. That comes shipped to your door in a crate. You open it, and inside is a laptop. Oh, okay. Inside is your laptop, where your cryptocurrency is. How did you guys get my laptop? Laptop is provided by the end user. Okay, so I have to ship you my laptop, and then you ship me a suitcase with my laptop in it. We do not have a dedicated team to install the laptop. You will receive a suitcase, and then you will place your laptop inside of it. Why do I have to ship you my laptop if that's the case? You don't have to ship us your laptop. We'll ship you a suitcase, and you put your laptop inside of it. So it's just a laptop case. No, it's a suitcase with a laptop in it, optionally. <laughs> you can, wait, what else could it be used for if not for that intended purpose? There, there is no intended, there is no intended purpose. But we do have edge cases, hedge cases. If a laptop is never inserted and then it it never reaches its end use, we cannot say what it'd be used for. But I understand that there's a thriving modding community. Modding the cases. <laughs> I've heard of people using a crypt keeper to store documents. Okay. Sandwiches. No. Phones. What? <laughs> and money. <laughs> How big is is it? Wait, is it the size of a laptop or is it bigger? Uh, it's about a, the size of a traditional suitcase. <laughs> okay, so it's just a suitcase. <laughs> and you, yet you didn't mention clothes or any sort of travel. You can't get- uh, hey, I mean, these these ideas are coming a mile a minute. Who knows what the modding community is going to come up with? You can't call it a modding community if they're just putting other things in it. That would be like, that would be like calling, making your own sandwich modding. Okay, so Crypt, Crypt, Lock, Crypt, Lock, Crypt Keeper is a thing of the past. Oh my and god. And now I've written down here blockchain frock. And I do not have notes as to what it is, but I assure you that it is the wave of the future. Oh, you're, you, you are the worst kind of entrepreneur. The one that doesn't even have their products, like, available to look at. Look, from what I understand, there's a thriving modding community out there, so take blockchain frocks and make it whatever you want. It's not even a thing. Mod the idea. Mod the concept. Is that, is that the hash? Hashtag mod the concept, hashtag South B, hashtag hash coin, hash, hash, hash. All right, well, let's thank you for being here and send him off. Um, goodbye, John, because you, you were John. Uh-huh. So get out and let me welcome to the stage uh, my actual co host, John. Everyone, a round of applause. And it's the show where we talk about things. And uh, I just wanted to say at the top of the show that because we went longer for Oscar's show, this will be a shortened episode, and now it's going to be even shorter. Oh, no. Oh, no. The bit. No, no. It was fine, John. John, we just had the craziest person on stage, and you might have bumped into him on your way up to the stage. Yeah, he smelled like Ray-Ban. Is that a type of sunglass? It is. Why? How do you smell like a sunglass? Uh, you can't. If you have to ask, you can't afford it. I That's can't. What, I can't. Honestly. Uh, have you looked? No. At him? No. I, I honestly just looked at our non-existent audience the entire time with a face that kind of suggests, can you believe this guy? Uh, he looked like he deserved it. I think he had like a small vest. <laughs> <laughs> 
small vest? Like under his regular clothes, obviously, because you couldn't see it. Okay. Oh, man, you never know what you're going to get at these non-existent South by Southwest live shows. You never do all these panels. You know, all these people premiere and stuff, and we're just here at, at the uh, zero credit stage, which is just my apartment. Now, Henry, you were telling me that you had a problem. It's weird. Did you hear the guy? Because you just used the same sentence that he just said. I was listening to a wrestling podcast, so probably not. Oh, which, what? Yeah, I was listening to a wrestling podcast. I, when did I tell you I was having a problem? Backstage, that's right. Yeah, backstage, you were. You said you had a problem. Yes. And it is? It's Daylight Savings Time. Oh, man. Yeah, Daylight Savings Time had me fucked up. Did you know it kills more than it saves? So it kills... It kills time. No. And it saves lantern oil. No, it physically kills people. Yeah, but I mean, I guess... Yeah, uh, that's crazy. Yeah, How so does it kill people? You're 17% more likely to have a heart attack. Uh-huh. Uh, you're more likely to get into a car accident. Mm-hmm. And you're more likely just to feel super tired and dumb. Or, oh, stroke. Stroke percentage also goes up. Why do we do it? I mean, I know why we do it, but let's stop. <laughs> You don't know why we do it, because you know why we did it. Oh. We don't have an explanation for why we still do it. So are we the only country that does it? There are other countries who mimic us because they want to be like us. Great. I don't know what they are, because I didn't research this because I hate daylight saving time. Luxembourg. Is that one? I don't know. Probably. Super informed. <laughs> Thanks for being so prepared. Um... But I, it doesn't make sense in this day and age to make sure everyone's on the same schedule since I, it made sense for farmers, I guess. Who cares? I honestly don't care about the historical reasons. I just know that they don't exist anymore, those historical reasons, because a lot of farming is automated. Uh-huh. And so that automation can happen while the farmer is still sleeping. Mm-hmm. And so we don't need to care. And farmers don't like it anymore either, I've heard somebody else say. I just don't think... I know that it's a it's a give and a take because it takes an hour from us, but it gives us an hour on that one day where everyone's happy, but I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, and honestly, the amount of damage, I guess I'll say, it does in the spring is not made up for in the... Uh in the fall when we fall back. Yeah, I guess those people who uh, who had those heart attacks aren't coming back from the dead. Well, yeah, I mean, the human life value literally can't, you can't get that back. But uh, also studies suggest that there's about uh, $400 million of losses across all industries mm-hmm. when we spring forward. That product, there's no productivity boost when we fall back. Yeah, I mean, there wouldn't be. So, so every year across all industries, we just throw $400 million away. Do away with it. We just don't need it. Is it is it Arizona or Nevada that does not do it? It's Arizona. Let's follow Arizona's. This is the one, the one regard in which we should follow Arizona's <laughs> anything. Yes, because they have a lot of questionable political ideas down there. But we can we can emulate that one thing. Isn't Joe Arpaio from there? I don't know what a thing is. It's fine. Uh, yeah, no, the one thing we should follow Arizona's footsteps in is eliminating daylight savings time because it is a horrible monster. There's also a few spots in uh, in Canada, one of those, what do they call them, providences? Province. The, one, of, one of the middle provinces also doesn't do it. Oh, that's weird. I think but it, good. I think, it's, uh, I think it's tribal land. Yeah, so get rid of daylight savings time because, like, okay... Personal anecdote time. Daylight savings time ruined my life. Oh, wait, like in a real way or no, in a, an just exaggerated In an exaggerated way. All right. Because I lost an hour of sleep, which is fine. I don't, I lose hours of sleep for no reason sometimes. <laughs> I lose hours of sleep to my own existential crises. <laughs> yeah, like it, it happens. I didn't care about that, but I got a full eight hours of sleep, but because of that missed hour, I woke up and like, it's, it feels worse than jet lag. Honestly, yeah. because it's it's not that you're in a new environment and you have to get used to jet lag. It's that things are just different now. It's kind of weird in that it things are off just enough that you're looking at your surroundings in this weird, not a new light, but it's a seeming new light. And if you're like me and you're in a job you don't like, you just start you're realizing I really don't feel motivated or at all want to do my job. And it, the only thing that's changed is the the hour. 
Yeah, I don't know what it is, but I I am prone to bouts of anxiety over some things. Every time there's a daylight savings spring forward and I am working, I always have really bad anxiety flare-ups. Like it was a it was an awful anxiety flare-up filled day. Then at the very end, when it was time for me to go home, usually when I go home it's dark, it was light out. I kept like checking my watch, like checking team chat, and I I left the building super slowly just because I was like, this isn't right. This this isn't normal. I'm not leaving at the right time. It's weird when you get to a new place and you fall into a routine and then one thing changes. Everything feels new. Everything feels different. And if you like your environment, it could be cool. You could be rediscovering why you like your job. If you're in a less than desirable situation, it's just like all the small things that you were tolerating. All the small things. I don't know the next line. Say it ain't so. I will not go. Turn, Turn the, the lights off. off. Carry me home. I went too fast with the chorus. I went too fast. All those small things that you were tolerating. No, you can't. Re- All of the things you were tolerating suddenly are in your face again. Yep, and it's it's it just takes that much more energy to push them back down mm-hmm. if you're going to double down, or you fire up that Indeed.com job search and you start looking for a new uh, new thing to do with your life and your entirety of all your time. Yeah, I think that I like my job too much to do that right now. But there was a moment where like. I feel good about my job and my trajectory, and I feel lucky on most days. On the on the daylight savings workday after we sprunked forward, I uh, I was I was at my job. And I was just like going down the staircase to like go walk around for lunch, and I just had this thought. I was like, well, I guess I'm going nowhere at this company. It's like, why? Why did I think <laughs> just that? A, a small intrusive thought is like, well, I guess I'm throwing my life away. <laughs> yeah, like I had never felt that way until uh, that one time. Wow. It's weird. It is weird and completely not true for you. Yeah, I know. But, but still. We need we don't need to get into specifics. I think we just try to fight it and it's gonna normalize, give it like I don't know. They say it takes seven times for something to become routine. So just give it like seven s- months. Seven iterations. <laughs> seven months. Oh. Just wait yeah, just give it seven months, we'll we'll fall back <laughs> and then everything will be golden again. Yeah, that's all we need. <laughs> you know the the fallback and spring forward are such shitty i guess holidays oh no don't say holidays and they're, they're not holidays but they're they're just they're times where every time you're like oh fuck yeah like you're never like oh man we get to fall behind or oh, it's like i gotta reset my clocks fucking shit i i do like falling back because of the extra hour of sleep or in some cases extra hour of netflix because i'm a trash person yeah <laughs> Wait, doesn't it fall back at like 2 a.m.? Yes. What's happening in your life? Uh, look, don't stop thinking about tomorrow. Boy, I would hate to be awake when we fall back. I mean, spring forward. Oh, no. I would, ha- I would hate to be up at 2 a.m. and be like, hmm. And then just, oh, there, an hour yeah. of my life is gone. Uh, there were some funny little, uh, you know, weed humor jokes where people were like, you know, smoking the reefer as you do. Uh-huh. And they looked at the clock, and in reality, it had been five minutes, but an hour passed, and they are like, damn, this is some good weed. Damn, this is a weed. Yeah. The only time that's really happened to me is, it's fine. Then there, there's also the joke like, man, totally smashed that chick for an hour and 45 seconds last night. Uh, boom. Thanks, daylight savings time. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, I was just laying in bed for an extra. Oh, I was asleep. I wasn't. I I, uh, I don't know if I was asleep. No, I was asleep because we had watched the the second half of the second Lord of the Rings extended edition. Man, movie. why didn't you lose an hour during that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, no, it was actually really good because look, Battle of Helm's Deep. Mm. Uh, mm. I I've mm. seen the extended versions of those movies quite a few times. I'm a fan. The Tree Council. Mm. So, <laughs> so good. So good. So good. Those the trees. Tree Council. Those trees. Uh, it's weird because I haven't seen the normal movies in so long. I have no idea what's extended and what's not. But let's not get into it. Okay. The final verdict. Daylight savings time is a bummer, but try not to let it be that much of a bummer because it's going to pass anyway. It's like, because we're observing this so under a magnifying glass for our podcast, I think that's why these feelings are exasper- exas- exa- exa- 
Strong cash. Exacerbated. Close your eyes. Exacerbated. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> you said exacerbated. You did it. it. Yeah, so, are so exacerbated. Um, but uh, you want to take a clean take of that? No. Okay. <laughs> Let them hear my shame. But I, I feel like in like the in the grand scheme of things, it's a small moment, and it'll this too shall pass as OK Go and made famous in their their song. <laughs> this with, too shall pass. I think that was the one with the uh, Rube Goldberg machine. Yeah, OK Go is a good band. Controversial opinion for this podcast: OK Go is a good band. I think they're an OK band with good music videos. Let's move on. They're a good band with great music. Videos. No, they're that their music's pretty like they phone it in, but the music videos No okay. Okay go. Their first one? Uh-huh. Wait, no. The Here We Go Again? Yeah. That's a good song. Uh-huh. Everything after that? Eh. What about a great band with bad music videos? I don't watch music videos. Great. So like Taylor Swift? I don't who cares. I uncovered John, I uncovered I uncovered a paradox in the MCU. Hold on. The Marvel Cinematic Universe? Yes, the very same. Known for its airtight storytelling? Oh man, you thought all of the plot holes were filled with bodies? <laughs> I did. They're not. Oh boy. There's a gaping, <laughs> gaping hole. That needs to be filled with dead bodies. In the latest Black Panther movie, no spoilers, there's no spoilers in this, in the latest Black Panther movie. So you mean Black Panther? The latest one. <laughs> <laughs> the one that just came out. The one that just broke a billion dollars at the box office worldwide. Entering the f- top 40 exclusive club. There's like a badge. Uh-huh. I'll never have it. That's, yeah, you won't. So, this paradox involves the music of one Kendrick Lamar. Oh, what? You see, in Black Panther, there is a scene where T'Challa, Nakia, and... Oh, man, these names. Okoye. Oh, yeah. Sure. Enter a hidden casino in South Korea. All right, uh-huh. minor spoiler. They go to South Korea. As they enter, the song Pray For Me by Kendrick Lamar and The Weeknd is playing. Unlike most songs in movies, this song is actually playing in the context of the scene. The characters can hear this song. Therefore, we can conclude that Kendrick Lamar and The Weeknd exist in the MCU. Okay. However... This is where we were on into trouble. Pray For Me was released on February 2nd, 2018 as part of Black Panther, the album by Kendrick Lamar. This album was created specifically for the movie and many songs were inspired by the film. This creates a paradox as Kendrick Lamar clearly exists in the MCU and wrote the song for wrote the song Pray For Me. However, he would never have written the song or the rest of the album had it not been for the movie Black Panther. Okay. So we can conclude that in the MCU, the real Black Panther exists and the film Black Panther exists. Or we can also accept a different conclusion that Kendrick Lamar and his album somehow exist out of time. Which brings me to my final and most shocking conclusion. Kendrick Lamar is the Soul Stone. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that was written up by Reddit user MozSix96. Okay. Uh, very good points. Very good paradox. Uh, so the the idea that the Black Panther movie exists as well as Black Panther, that's what I like to call a good old Logan. Oh, a Logan? Where, oh, the X-Men comics existed in, in the movie the, Logan. Yeah, but also, uh, what'd you say his name was? Uh, Moz Sticks 96? Moz Sticks 96, I do appreciate your theory, but I hope you're ready to have it blown wide open. Oh man, is John about to drop some knowledge <laughs> on a person? I am about to give one of my patented John Marvel Cinematic Universe Paradox Body Slams. <laughs> Time on. Long have I built a tradition of destroying paradoxes to uphold the... the the storytelling of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the best cinematic universe, and most successful by half. By half? <laughs> half of what? You know. So, here's the thing, Moz Sticks 86, 66. 96. 96. Oh my gosh. Here's the thing that you maybe didn't consider. Sure, maybe Kendrick Lamar exists in the universe, but you're thinking, you're, your thinking's all wrong. Okay. Okay. Long have the Marvel movies had 
cameos by other characters that don't show up in the credits. Like? So, hear me out. I don't know, Stanley. So, hear me out. <laughs> One character. <laughs> so, what's actually happening is Kendrick Lamar is playing a character who's singing that song. And The weekend. No, The weekend's just himself. Oh, okay. The weekend. Oh, no, wait. That invalidates my body slam. Oh, I'm sorry, because the God. song was by both of them. Shit. Both the weekend and... Well, well I guess see, it's a perfect paradox. Here, here, Here is what happened. In the hit video game Bioshock Infinite... Yes. A composer was able to open tears into a different timeline... Uh-huh. ...and composed music out of time. Uh-huh. What if the same thing happened... In the MCU, and somehow they opened a portal and heard Kendrick Lamar and The Weeknd's song Pray For Me. Mm -hmm. Very good song, by the way. It's very good. And uh, 8-Bit Universe did a cover of it that I wanted to use for an episode we did, but it couldn't because copyrighted. Uh Uh-huh. But it's really good. It's super good. Um, they heard, they heard, they threw the tear and, and it's just playing. And that's how that happened. Uh, yeah. That's a pretty good paradox body slam. I will, I will admit that. Uh, alternatively, what if you're thinking too much about it? I, I mean, honestly, that's probably what it is. And the fact that it's just a movie, yo. Or, or not. But you know what they say, uh, going back to the Bioshock Infinite comparison. Yeah. Good kid Cloud City. Good kid Cloud City. That's what they say. They, they say that about Bioshock Infinite and Kendrick Lamar. I could write a version of Kendrick Lamar's MCU life. So uh, the MCU is just an alter, alternative Earths. Uh-huh. In addition to superheroes, I think anyone who exists now also probably exists. What if Kendrick Lamar and The Weeknd were inspired by the real superhero Black Panther? Yeah. And just wrote that song. They... I guess they could be. There would, there would be a culture around these heroes that aren't... Yeah, but with, would there be a culture on Black Panther, though? Because Wakanda is, is a hidden city and no one has seen him do the Black Panther suit. People saw people saw him in Civil War. You're right. That was And that was on international, yeah. the international stage. And, and like he took his costume off when the police arrived that one time. Mm-hmm. So people knew that, hey, that was him. So this is a, an album inspired by some guy that people saw on the news. Yeah. That's pretty good. Look, I don't claim to know how artists work, but sometimes I believe they watch the news. <laughs> I, I've been I've been led to believe that is the case. So I think we've, we've thoroughly destroyed this paradox and shamed the creator of it. How about a round two, John? Are you up for a challenge? Ooh, I am. Wait, this- hold on. The cr- noise, bone cracking noises. Because <laughs> this is a very famous, uh, I believe the kids called it back in my day, copy pasta. Oh. No idea what they call it these days. It's like a creepy pasta? No, no, no. This is just a, a thing that people copy and pasted. Okay. Internet. Uh, internet culture. This is a very famous one. Uh huh. It involves your favorite series and mine, Fast and Furious. Okay, yeah. When Paul Walker goes to Vin Diesel's house party in the Fast and, F- and the Furious one, <laughs> just call it the Fast and Furious, the Fast and the Furious, because that's the first one. Yeah, the Fast and the Furious. They're playing "I Got Hosed" by Ludacris on the stereo, but in Too Fast, Too Furious, Ludacris appears as Street Racer. St- whoa, Street Racer Tej Parker X. So in the Fast and Furious universe, who sang "I Got Hosed"? Was it Tej? Was it Ludacris? Does Ludacris exist? And if not, what happened to the hoes? Who got them now? Are the hoes okay? Well, here's the here's the interesting thing about uh, about the Fast and the Furious franchise that a lot of people really don't understand. What? So a classic, classic Fast and the Furious, uh, you might call it a boner, a mistake, is to believe that time in the universe of the Fast and the Furious is linear. Oh, is it more like Dark Souls where... Time is more... What is... Oh, I don't remember the the wording. Time is confused. Yeah, so if you... And some people, they they say that the Fast and the Furious, you know, time isn't linear. It's just a bunch of pasta. Not true. It's not all tangled up. It's actually... It's like a flat circle. Time is like a flat... What a novel concept. (laughs) Yeah, Wherever did you pull that from? Everything that's ever happened is doomed to happen over and over again forever. So Ludacris and Tiege 
Not one and the same, but maybe one and the same soul. So Ludacris and Tiege exist as themselves and each other and every other being that has ever existed. It's kind of like Bioshock Infinite (laughs) at the very end of it. When spoilers, there's more than one lighthouse. I'm not going farther than that. Yeah, that's it's pretty it's pretty similar to that. And as they say, Bioshock Infinite. They, something about I need a job. I don't know what quotes from Fast and the Furious are. Oh no, they say there's always a tige and there's always a, a ludicrous. There's always a ludicrous. That's what they say. That's what they say. Row your boat. Row your boat. Row it out to the lighthouse. All right, we we diffused those faster than I thought we would, but I I thought it was neat that not one but two movie paradoxes involving the music therein. I feel like that's a very easy paradox to choose if you're a paradox neophyte. Neophyte. If you're a fool. Oh, because the thing that a lot of people don't understand about music is that it's art, and art is beyond critique. That's not true at all. <laughs> People critique art all the time. There's literally whole professions about critiquing art. Whole, all of People get money for critiquing art. Yeah, and people get money for being fools, is what I say. Oh, okay. Everyone's just pretending to critique. Everyone's just pretending to care. I think the real paradox is that there's no such thing as a true paradox. What? The real paradox is there are no true paradoxes. How so? No true paradoxes exist. Oh, you're right. Which means because that these the way, can't exist. Well, actually, isn't paradoxes can exist. That that's the definition of a par Oh, my head. Wait, hold on. So it 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 it's just ironic that there is no paradox. There is no thing for which there is this word because a paradox is something that cannot exist in reality potentially because it undercuts the definition of the reality in which it takes place. Okay. So, ipso facto, you can't. You can't. You can't paradox. You can't into paradox. But what if you did? Oh, then the world would buy. (laughs) Bye-bye, world. Bye-bye, paradox. I mean, it's like dividing by zero. Remember that? That was before memes, but remember that meme? Yeah, also that concept... No, just the mean. Before you, uh, we had a word for it. It's always fun to divide by zero with a calculator, because you'll know it's cheap if it doesn't say error. What does it say instead? Oh, it says zero? Yeah, it usually says zero or one. Well, none of that is true. What? That's not true. Yeah, so it's not a true calculator. None of that is true. Oh, interesting thing about the number, not number, but the concept of zero. Okay, because so, it's not a number. I know. Good catch. I know. In you know I always have my eyes on a number fact. <laughs> in the upcoming expansion for the hit Blizzard card game Hearthstone. Fuck. Shut up. <laughs> there is there there are two unique legendaries coming out. One of which both of which activate their powers if your deck either contains all even numbers or all odd numbers. Uh-huh. And so somebody had the question, what do you do with zero? Mm-hmm. And according to the programmers and geniuses over at Blizzard, zero is an even number. So suck it. Oh, well, I guess they proved that paradox wrong. Zero is a number and it is even. And it is even. Because we all know uh, the rule for an even number is can it be divided by two or is it zero? (laughs) Or is it? It's Yeah, it's kind of like dividing by five. It ends by five or zero. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Man just a math. Little, little bit of thanks, Blizzard. Little bit of fun. Blizzard used to be a good company when they made like StarCraft. Oh man, Blizzard was such a good company before it was acquired by Activision. Man, Activision doesn't know math. They don't know how to make people not pay thousands of dollars for game Moneyball with Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. You know the uh, the CEO of Activision, Bobby Kotick, is in Moneyball. Oh, is he? Uh huh. Oh. Or maybe the then CEO of Activision. I don't keep track of this stuff because I think people who, like, are in charge of gaming companies are scumbags. People who are in charge of most companies are scumbags. Uh, name one. Bobby Kotick. Name another one. D... John Mustard. Yeah, who? I don't know. Dan Hauser. Do you know Jeff Bezos is trying to do a space race with Elon Musk? Sure. You know, Why not? I feel like Elon Musk has like such 
a head start. I feel like if Amazon get into the space race, their ship would be like really fast but shitty. Well, I feel like they're trying to deliver to Mars. Yeah. Get that two-hour Mars delivery going. Whole Foods or Sprouts? Uh, Sprouts. Man, shit. I Uh, hate Sprouts. Too bad. It's Sprouts. I guess I have to live on Mars and then only eat Sprouts. That's your only option. Shit. At least they have that cookie batter I like. Cookie batter? Cookie mix? Cookie butter? Cookie... Butter batter? That stuff that you tried to get us to eat that one time and it was really good. I don't know why I phrased it like that. <laughs> you know that thing you got you know that thing you tried to get me to do that was really fun. What was that called? Cookie spread. Cookie butter. Cookie butter. Speculoos. Thanks, Trader Joe's. This oh. episode has been brought to you by Trader Joe's. No, it hasn't. I'm a bleep in that. Oh, this you can't bleep it if I keep saying Trader Joe's. I can bleep it every time Trader you say Joe's, it. Trader Joe's, oh, Trader bleep, Joe's, bleep, Trader bleep, Joe's. Bleep. So, John, uh-huh. transitioning. Okay. I actually don't have much else. I mean, we've got current events we could talk about, but maybe not. Uh-huh. Because they're still developing, and I feel like it's too early to comment on other than to say it's horrible and shouldn't be happening. Yeah. Uh, then there's the other political current events, but the same <laughs> thing can be said. True. And then there's this study that uh, is just entitled Banishing Time in the Pursuit of Happiness. Oh no. These all sound like massive bummers. I know, and I don't want to end on them, but I always talk about how I try to be happy. Uh Uh-huh. This study says I shouldn't. Oh no. I shouldn't try. Oh, so you should just be happy. Basically, the the premise of the study, or the, the conclusion they came across, is that people who try to be happy, people who put a lot of energy and effort into being happy... Uh, they notice a loss of time faster than other people. They notice time moves a little bit quicker for them. Mm-hmm. And that results in a uh, feeling of unhappiness. I-, I can definitely identify with that because the most unhappy I've been is when I chase happiness. Yeah, I, I-, I kind of think it's kind of like, if you're trying to be happy, you might remember the last time you were happy. Mm-hmm. And then it might not happen often, so you keep that, ha- that happy memory in your mind... And then time passes, and you keep remembering the last time you were happy. And before you know it, the last time you were happy was not days ago. It, w- it was not months ago. It was like a year ago. And then oh, no. Like all that time in between is suddenly gone. Yeah. No more happiness for you. If, if, you, spend, if you spend that amount of time looking for a thing, and then... Oh, that's horrifying. Yeah. I, it's, the studies in the happiness... Are the most fascinating, horrifying things you could read. Much like the value of hedged lord coin gets asymptotically closer to zero, the closer you get to trying to be happy, the farther away happiness will get. It's kind of like, I don't know, it's kind of like success in a way that like, just kind of keep doing what you're doing. And you're going to get some level of success, Mm -hmm. unless what you're doing is heroin and... (laughs) You could get real good at doing heroin. You can get real successful at dying. Because, uh, you know, that happens. It does. But, uh, so I guess it's kind of like just keep living your life. Keep living your life positively, I guess. And then happiness will uh, hopefully come. I hate to be that guy, Henry. Oh no, what happened? But speaking of what we're talking about, the pursuit of happiness. Oh, the, the hit movie with Will Smith. Yes. But the idea of vanishing time... And uh, not being able to touch happiness. I actually, believe it or not, and it's been a while since I've done this, but I actually have a poem that communicates what we're talking about. Well, knock me over with that poetry. So uh, this is Man and Camel by Mark Strand. All right. And I don't know why when they list poets, they always list the date they were born and the date they died. Because all poets die. (laughs) You're right. So, uh, Man and Camel by Mark Strand. On the eve of my 40th birthday, I sat on the porch having a smoke. When out of the blue, a man and a camel happened by. Neither uttered a sound. At first, but as they drifted up the street and out of town, the two of them began to sing. Yet what they sang still is a mystery to me. The words were indistinct and the tune too ornamental to recall. Into the desert they went. And as they went, their voices rose as one above the sifting sound of the wind-blown sand, the wonder of their singing. Its elusive blend of man and camel seemed an ideal image for all uncommon couples. Was this the night that I had waited for so long? I wanted to believe it was. 
But just as they were vanishing, the man and camel ceased to sing and galloped back to town. They stood before my porch, staring up at me with beady eyes and said, You ruined it. You ruined it forever. <laughs> what? What did he ruin? How did he ruin it? By observing it? By by wanting it to be the thing he waited for uh, and, and to gain meaning from it to improve his own life, he ruined the beautiful thing. Instead of just allowing it to make him happy, he wanted it to be more than it was. And it can't be because it's just a simple moment out of time. It's just a man and a camel. Just a man and a camel, which is why it's called that. That's the poem. That's why it's the poem has that title. Indeed. Oh, man. Look at us being all cultured, talking about poetry. Man, this podcast sure is going places. <laughs> it really sure is. You know, I can't think of a better place to end this podcast. Since we promised it needed to be shorter. <laughs> and it really wasn't. No, it is. Okay, good. By yeah. a good ten... Oh, I need to round up. <laughs> By a good three minutes. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit shorter. I'll edit it down and cut all your parts out. Great. So you know how you can edit your life down and, and remove all your parts is by seeking a happiness that you do not have. But you can also seek a happiness you don't have by sending an email to zerocreditsisapodcast at gmail.com. You can also send a tweet to zcpcwhj on twitter.com, which stands for Henry. Zuri. Cool. People. Cool. Whoa. Here's... Jim. That's right, here's Jim. Uh, we stream video games sometimes on twitch.tv slash zero credits. You can find us on Facebook by searching for zero credits Facebook in the Facebook... What the fuck? Yeah, in the Facebook search bar. In the Facebook, in the Facebook search bar. And like, comment, and subscribe on iTunes. That's where we're at. That's really the best way to Leave get the word out. Leave a review. Leave a review if you love us. And the best way to spread the word. I know I said the other way was best way. The actual best way is with the good old, the fashion, the word of the mouth. Yeah, it is the best way. I just wish more people talk. More people talk to us. Also talk to your friends. Word of the mouth. Word of the mouth. And with that word of the mouth... It's time for us to say... Everyone here at Zero Credit Studios wishes you a happy week. A happy week minus one hour. Oh, jeez. You get one less hour of happiness. Oh, that's sad. My favorite thing is where we fucking clap. <laughs> Wait, what? My favorite thing is where we fucking clap.